Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and we are going in on a Q&A today, some really interesting topics, so hopefully you enjoy this one. First one, I'm just going to start because it's an easy one. What is your favorite post-show treat slash snack? So this like changes all the time, and I feel like I have this like grand plan of what I want, but then usually, because it's bikini, it's always at the end of the day. So I haven't really like pre-planned anything. I haven't bought any snacks with me. So I kind of just have to choose what is available at like stupid o'clock on a Sunday most of the time. But there's one thing that like I love having just after I come off stage. And it sounds a bit weird, but it's coconut water. Like I am obsessed with drinking coconut water, like just as I get off. Because especially when I've been water loading most of the time, it's so refreshing to have something like coconut water it's just super sweet super fresh and if it's super super cold as well oh it's like the best thing after that it kind of just depends most of the time it ends up being like pizza i do like a pick and mix i can be quite partial to a pick and mix jess guaranteed if you listen to this you blame me for this because i always see your stories and it just makes the pick and mix obsession continue (laughs) so yeah coconut water usually some pick and mix and i don't really feel like i have anything else that like I really want post-show. I literally just want to get hydrated and just have some sweets. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Next question. I've lost a lot of weight and have some loose skin and stretch marks. Can I be marked down? Um, This is such a tough one because it depends on the severity of the stretch marks and the loose skin. Sometimes we think it's a massive thing in our heads when actually, from a judge's perspective, it isn't as big. Depending if how loose the skin is, then I'll be completely honest, most occasions it could be marked down because it's seen, I hate saying this word because like it's, but I'm just going to say it because it's just what I've, you know, been told and passed down is, is anything like, for example, my cellulite on stage is seen as an imperfection. So stretch marks, loose skin, everything like that can be seen as an imperfection. However, you've got people like Phoebe Hagen that, you know, talk about their stretch marks and that does not hinder them. So it kind of just is a dependent on the person and it's kind of like a case by case basis. But what I will say is sometimes the, the imperfections that we have in our heads, they seem like this big thing and we think, oh, that's the only th- thing that people are going to notice and see when they see me. When actually a lot of times it's not the case. I would say like, Go for certain federations. Um, if you are, if you know, if it is quite severe, go for certain federations where that won't be taken into account as much. So, for example, of what I call like a hardcore bodybuilding federation, that will probably play into the markings a lot more in comparison to say purely where you've got the transformation category and you've got categories via like if your mum, for example. So obviously, mums that lift, they're going to potentially have some scarring or loose skin from pregnancy so that won't really play into the judging or marking as much in comparison to say like a PCA so I think that's where I kind of draw my conclusion is it's it is by case by case basis sometimes it is just in your own head and it's not as big as a thing if you think it is but yeah it kind of just depends on the federation and also the severity of it if that makes sense but I wouldn't let it stop you competing either because if I for right my cellulite doesn't get any better there's no point doing it then I wouldn't like I wouldn't have done what I have accomplished so far so just don't let that get past you and also when you do get down to like stage condition a lot of these things actually don't 
don't actually matter as much that like they don't kind of they're not as obvious to the, like, the visual eye one thing as well with loose skin if you can make sure you're moisturizing exfoliating and also sometimes if you haven't got enough muscle in that area then sometimes that can like make the loose skin worse so for me i know that i need more gluten ham in order to push out that cellulite to not make it look as obvious so yeah i hope that one does help the next one is how to separate yourself from the crowd slash not worry about what other people are doing now i asked this person like how to separate yourself from the crowd is this in a business sense or a general sense and she said both business and a competitor would be interesting so how to separate yourself from the crowd or from a business sense i think you have to be very very tunnel vision with what you are doing you can get really caught up with what other competitors are doing and what other people think you should be doing and i think that just adds to additional noise and stress it doesn't really help you get anywhere so i would just say how to separate yourself is don't look at anyone else because if you're not looking at anyone else and what they're doing then you know that what you're doing is going to be authentic and original to you another thing that i do all the time is i take inspiration from outside of my industry i have always done that from the beginning why because that's who i am i'm not just someone who's in bodyboarding i have other interests i have other passions and i'm very very proud to say that so for me creativity art fashion photography like that in that part of the industry that industry so those industries i'm so influenced and inspired by on a day-to-day basis inside and outside of bodybuilding so that's why i keep myself able to be separate from the crowd is by doing what is right for me where some people they don't really need like they they have one passion that's what they would love so i would say you need to do the same as me if that doesn't resonate with you if that makes sense um so separating from yourself from the crowd is literally being true to yourself and being so like relentless in that pursuit of being true to yourself and so much fucking tunnel vision that you don't even have time to see what everyone else is doing like that's the point i've got to with my stuff i don't care what everyone else is doing now I don't care. It doesn't matter how much I try and kind of think sometimes, oh, I've been copied again. Someone's doing this again. There's no point even wasting your time on it because regardless of what you do, you if you are doing well and if you are doing something which is resonating with people and it stands out and all that sort of stuff, then it is going to get copied and you can either think, well, how will I separate myself from the crowd again? No, just be authentic and original and true to you because if that consistency is so strong from a brand point of view that people will know like you will automatically separate yourself from the crowd in a business sense by doing that and i do generally generally believe that um but for me i just do like my brand i feel like it's it's kind of like an expression of like my own self-identity in a way because you know the minimalist vibes black white gray little bit of new little bit of blue little bit of green like that's me in a nutshell like that's who i am like that are the colors that i love and the fusion of like art creativity bodybuilding like again that is me to a t that's what i love and i that's just what i do because it's i don't know anything else than to do that if that makes sense how to separate yourself from the crowd in a competitor point of view i would say it kind of depends because you, you don't want to separate yourself out too much that it's like it's kind of like a bad sounding out from the crowd but i would say sometimes when you do a little bit of a daring choice in like bikini color or the way you have your hair if it works it really bloody works but i think from my own personal experience is during 
Like, just, again, staying true to who you are. You, I feel like you don't need to kind of reinvent the wheel with this sort of stuff to stand out. You don't need to do anything sometimes particularly outstanding or extravagant. It's literally just being really, really, really true to who you are. So if that means that you love yellow or you love black, for example, then you wear that colour and you literally run with it. I would say sometimes what shows, what from a judge's perspective, what makes someone stand out is when you can really tell they're having the best time of their life and you can tell they're really like just in they're in the moment from a stage presentation presentation perspective that really stands out to me like massively massively stands out to me I guess if I, if I, if I want to pull it again from like an athlete point of view with me with compact what makes someone stand out isn't actually initially the first piece of content that they ever do where they tag and mention compact it's that consistency of constantly doing it because you'd be surprised the amount of people that aren't consistent with it so that for me really helps me kind of distinguish and who who stands out from the crowd is someone that is consistently doing that also as well for me at this point meeting people when people just come up to me and be like hey just want to say hello love your stuff or just you know just start a general conversation that stands out to me as well the way that you act backstage massively stands out to me good or bad you know if you're having fun with people if you're friendly to backstage staff all that sort of thing then that stands out massively if you're really rude if you come off with a bad reaction if you don't get the placing you want that stuff again really stands out to me like a sore thumb and i just go no can't can't be dealing with that so yeah I feel like with the business side and the competitor side, don't feel like you've got to do something really extravagant. Sometimes just the consistency of showing up as yourself and being brave enough to do that is enough on itself, I think, to stand out. So yeah, I hope that one is interesting. How to look after yourself on prep. I'm not the right person to talk about this. No, just because like I feel like this is like a coach's like answer. I'm not a coach. But I think having enough rest... Like, really taking... Don't be afraid to, like, have time off. You know, have an extra hour of sleep if you really need it. Take that day off training if mentally and physically you're just not there. I think there's a massive difference between pushing through something and also pushing yourself to the literal brick and you're literally in a... You're, you're against a wall and you're just trying to push past a wall and you can't do it and you, your body's just going to go, no, fuck this. So I think that's the best way to look after your health from, like, a resting point of view. Also having, like, the right coach, to be honest. Like, I know, hands down, that when I'm with Joe, my health is being looked after. I'm not going to be doing anything stupid. I'm not going to be doing anything ridiculous. I'm not going to be doing anything in excess. Um, and it's doing very, very simple things that really, really do help. I think your mental health, from a point of view, for me, the secret prep, I keep banging on about it, but, man, that was bloody fantastic for me. So good. I I honestly will do it again and again and again and again. Because from a mental health point of view, I didn't feel like it was that prep I just did was so self-absorbing or self-consuming. Because no one knew, I didn't speak about it. So it was just like, you know, normal life was just as, as it was. And it was brilliant from that regard, that sense. I didn't feel any pressure because again, didn't tell anyone. So I was just kind of just doing my own thing, like under the radar. And from a mental health point of view, that was bloody marvellous. So I can definitely encourage people to do that. Last question. Are PEDs, PEDs, I hate that word, but we'll just say evil one, uh, needed to become a successful... Oh, no, I said that wrong. Are PEDs needed to become successful in bodybuilding as a female? 
I find this question really hard because there's an ethical point that has to kind of be addressed. And also, I feel like I can't speak on behalf of all the industry because I don't know. Some people that, you know, you might think of enhanced might not be enhanced. And also, it kind of like depends on what level they're enhanced. So there are some people that take PEDs to push themselves hormonally past their normal set point. And there are other people that take PEDs to keep their normal hormones balanced, especially when they're putting their body through something like a prep. So I think from what I know, like this is just me, I can't say this is 100% correct, but I would personally say in the, you know, this word's coming, girls, I can't bloody say it, in the amateur rankings, right? I personally don't think every single person needs to take PEDs to be successful. But sometimes taking these PEDs can mean that your health is actually going to be in a better point the whole time throughout prep because you're not going to be having these really massive dives where your you know, your thyroid goes down the trotter and everything else as well. So I find this question really hard to ask answer because I think it needs probably a different episode and I don't want it to be someone that's like yes you need it to be, be successful and then everyone feels that like they have to take it because what happens is there are a lot of I do know there are a lot of people that are slamming PEDs as if they're fucking pills like sweets and it's very very concerning and I do I wouldn't want to say something that then triggers someone to say to their coach oh I really want to start doing PEDs and then the coach just goes oh you should just like take this as if it's just like a like a bloody pick and mix sweet and then it just kind of makes the situation really really worse so I personally think most I would say a good 80% of the pros I personally think are on some PEDs. Does that mean they are blazing shit? No. I personally don't think they are blazing it because they've got to the point where they're probably trying to maintain their muscle mass over a long period of time because they're doing a lot more shows. And also they've got to the point where they don't need to add any more muscle because it's just the fine-tuning part of the pro league that they're kind of trying to do. But yeah, I do hear a lot of girls that are taking... PEDs but there are some people that aren't taking PEDs and I think people are very shocked they think oh I thought you'd be on them so it really just depends on the person and I wouldn't judge someone either way whether they're natural or whether they do take the PEDs or not it's such a gray area but for me personally I do think that more people are taking it than what I actually realised, especially in the last, like, two years. And that's why I'm doing a lot more work with Physique Collective and the Blood Lab, getting people to take their bloods. doesn't matter whether you're natural or not. This stuff is, like, serious, right? Hormones are health. It's everything. And if you haven't got the right information, like on Physique Collective, and you're blindly following your coach, you might be really putting yourself in a very, very, very dangerous position. So I would tread carefully with it if it is something that you are considering doing and also I would kind of challenge people to like change their what they would think of PEDs because I do think using PEDs in a way that can it's not I used to think of PEDs as like something where like you're literally pushing your it's just as bad as not doing anything Whereas what I've started to learn especially with Joe is that you can use performance enhancing drugs 
in a safe manner, which actually keeps your hormones and everything like in a normal range. It doesn't have to be out of range. You don't need to be pushing, you know, for example, Anavar that much that it throws all your lipids, everything, all your like your all your hormone levels and all your blood work out of like reach. Sometimes you can use the PEDs to actually keep everything in a normal range. So when you are coming down, especially when you are doing a prep you're not going to be feeling those negative side effects hormonally that you would be getting if you weren't to take any. But as I say, do I think that every single person needs to take PEDs to become successful in bodybuilding? 100% not. 1 million percent not. I don't think everyone needs to be taking them. I don't think everyone does take them. But I do think there are more people than what I realise that are taking them. And in my own opinion, because it is opinion thing, because I don't know everything, are not well informed enough and they shouldn't be taking peds at all because they have a coach that hasn't got a clue what they're doing and they haven't got enough knowledge themselves to really think oh actually what is this thing i'm taking actually questioning and making sure you know not just blindly taking something without actually starting to understand what it is what it does the potential side effects if there are any and then what to kind of be looking out for like some people will just take peds without ever getting the blood work done and i'm like what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're playing with fire at the end of the day. If you get into bodybuilding, natural or not, you are playing with fire. And you really have to take that seriously. And this isn't to, like, scare anyone or do anything like that. But it's just being honest. Like, it can be done in a healthy, quote-unquote, way. But you have to make sure you're actually taking responsibility and not just blindly, you know, taking this from your coach or doing this and doing that without actually thinking about it long term so yeah that is a massive massive ramble but I always find I, I saw this question come up and I was like oh I don't really know a I don't know where I should answer it because I just think oh I'm I, I, I don't have the answer I really don't have the answer and I don't want what I'm saying to be seen as like gospel because it's definitely not but the more and more I get into the industry the more I realize that there are some people that don't take it than people think they do and there are some people that do take it and they haven't got a clue what they're doing. And it's scary. I'll be honest, right? It is scary because I just think, are you really thinking about this long-term stuff? Because for me, if you really want to, you know, turn pro, everything like that, if you want to get to Olympia, for example, then yeah, you might potentially have to consider that. Whereas if that isn't your goal, then your goal should reflect your actions and your goal should reflect what is right for you so if you never have ambition to turn in pro do you really need to be delving into peds personally no because the risk risk to the reward i don't think is well well balanced like i'm not prepared to do what it takes to go to the olympia that's me being completely honest here but there are some pros that are still natural because they've got the genetics there they've got the muscle mass there to really excel and they don't need the peds there's a lot of pros and this isn't just talk about bikini, this is like all across the board, that are genetic freaks, that they people think they're blazing all these PEDs when actually they're using nothing because they've just got it. <laughs> okay, so for someone like myself, who's 5 foot 10, 11, hasn't got a massive amount of muscle mass, I would need to take the absolute piss if I wanted to go to the Olympia. Because of how tall I am, the amount of muscle, muscle mass I need to slam onto my frame. And I naturally aren't a massively muscular girl. So that's where I think, right, what do I want from this? What are my goals? And also, what am I prepared to do? Like, what risks am I prepared to do 
in order to get to that goal? And do I really want it bad enough? And they're the kind of questions that I think you have to have in your own head, whether you're natural, I want to say natural, natural wants to go enhance, whether you are enhanced right now and you kind of think, well, what, where's that limit? Like, where do I want to push that? So yeah, do let me know your feedback on that. I'd be really interested to hear what people think to the whole PED side, because I say it's, it is still kind of like a great area and it is something that I think does need more coverage. So yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Let me check. I've got all the questions. I'm pretty certain I have. Yes, I've got the questions and you will all laugh because I got to Aldi really early. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to um, do this recording now. And now it's quarter past eight. So perfect timing to go and get my eggs and my bread. <laughs> so yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. And I hope this episode has been insightful in some way.